Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello, this is Dr. Kelly Pearson again and 8 Minutes to Ageless. We finished last time the conversation about stretching the anterior chain and the posterior chain, those muscles in the front of your body and those muscles in the back of your body. And there was a story that I think is really telling that I I had intended to share with you, but I kind of ran out of time, but I wanted to get back into that concept of stretching the front of the body, where the hip flexors live, those muscles that pull your thigh up to your stomach, they flex the hip upward, and again, they can get really, really tight and cause a lot of back pain when we're doing a lot of sitting. But there was this one gentleman who I saw years and years ago who had had six or seven years of back pain, and he was only in his mid-40s, and no really history of trauma that he knew of. And when I asked him all the fabulous people that he had seen in, in the area, he had been treated by some of my favorite chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists. He'd been to a really good orthopedic surgeon, and... Nothing really came out of any of the treatment. He continued to have this back pain. Well, he happened to be the last patient of the day for me, so I had a little extra time. And I was examining him on the table, and my hand was over his hip flexor. And I noticed that his thigh started to kind of bounce a little nervously, as if this was an area of really an uncomfortable territory for him to be touched. And... When I took my hand away, the leg would stop bouncing. It was very subtle, but it would nonetheless kind of quiver, if you will. So when I asked him, do you notice that when I put my hand on your hip flexor, there's a lot of tension in your muscle and your leg starts to quiver a little bit? So I asked him a series of questions, and I I had an idea, but I wasn't really sure where I was going to go with it. But I said, have you um, ever had surgery? And he, he said quite curtly, yep, but didn't offer anything after that. So I figured it was something somewhat emotional or intimate for him. And the first thing that came to my mind for some odd reason was maybe he had had some genital surgery of sorts. And what's really more common than not for for men is maybe a testicle doesn't descend. And they need to take it out because it um, is exposed to increased body temperature and can increase its proclivity for cancer down the road. So oftentimes what they young boy, they will remove the testicle. So I said, did you have a testicle surgery? He said, yep. Sort of 
as if to intimate he was really mad about the situation. But I said, did you have um, an undescended testicle? And he said, yes, I did. I was eight, and my parents never asked for my permission. And you could tell it was quite upsetting to him. Well, I had been treating his wife over the years and had had an opportunity to see one of his four kids. And quite quickly I said, oh my gosh, maybe it's a blessing you only had one testicle. At age 43, you have four kids. It could have really been, you could have had a lot more. (laughs) And I laughed and he laughed, which was good because I needed something to cut the tension. So I said, here's what's interesting. I'm going to pretty much guarantee you at this point that nobody is going to take anything away from you again without your permission. And I had just taken my hand off his abdomen and he started to relax. I said, so what I want you to do is this area is really, really sensitive and might be holding a little bit of extra tension. And what I want you to do is I just want you to stretch it out, maybe lay on your back, pull your, in this case it was his right leg that was responsive, pull your left knee up and drop that right leg off the table and just do some brief, deep breathing and let it go. Well, so interesting because I remember seeing him, that was a Friday, and I saw him the next Thursday, and his back pain had gone essentially away. First time in as many years as he, as he could recall. And what I speculated, and he concurred that made a lot of sense, is that there was this unconscious holding of the psoas muscle that went down near the testicle area and started up in his back where his pain was. And just this unconscious tension and irritation and sadness, and I would even say anger, dissipated as I had contacted that muscle and made a contract with him that nothing else would be taken away without his permission. And his mind somehow accepted that, and he started to relax that muscle at a level that he never had before. And so the back pain, the pulling on that psoas muscle in the middle of the lumbar spine went away. And I would see him periodically over the years and for other conditions like some shoulder pain or upper back pain, but that back pain never, never went away. Now, that was an unusual case for sure, but what I want to underscore is that if you never stretch these muscles, they can develop a pattern of unconscious contraction, maybe in his case because of mental stress, pain, or fear. But it doesn't really matter. If you don't stretch them, they will challenge the joints that they are attached to, and those joints can get stiff. And when joints in the spine get stiff, or joints in the body get stiff, that can be the number one etiology for pain and perceived by the body. And you may think, well, gosh, it hurts, it hurts in my, in my low back. How can that be related to a muscle in my groin? Well, understand muscles attached to, to joints and they don't, they're generally fairly long. So in his case, it's one muscle attached to his inner side of his hip and the, the other end of the muscle attached to the middle of his low back. Very interesting case. So just goes to point out the value of never ever going for days and certainly not weeks without introducing a functional range of motion to all parts of the body. Okay, well thanks for letting me
digress on that point because I, I think it's so, so important. So now what I want to do is call your attention to a, a link on the web. It's called triggerpoints.net. And this is really a fascinating concept, but there was a physician by the name of Dr. Travell, a fabulous Janet Travell woman who passed away in the 90s, but she was one of the first doctors that really started to sort out trigger points in muscles, meaning a noxious point of irritation in a muscle that when stimulated could refer pain to a completely different area of the body, somewhat distal from it. And you can go to this triggerpoints.net site and you can pick one of over 200 muscles and click on the muscle and see where the pain is referred to. And so in the case of the psoas muscle, you'll see this pain is referred to both the origin of the muscle and the lumbar, lumbar spine, so it hurts in the back, and also to the insertion of the muscle, in this case the hip, so it would create groin pain. And she was able to identify when you inserted these alleged trigger points in these muscles that came as a result of inflexibility with saline, the patient would report a referred pain in a different area of the body. So in this case, injecting the psoas with the saline would produce low back pain or groin pain. So very fascinating to be aware of the fact that our pain is not always from where it seems to be coming from, meaning it hurts here, but it might not be because of that area. It might be a referred pain and trigger point referrals are a really, really common thing that we see. So I'll be referencing that site in some of my other conversations as well. Okay, so that takes us to a another part of the body. We've we worked with the front of the body and the and the back of the body. Now we're going to be looking at the side of the body. And we're going to call this the lateral chain, the sidewall. And again, if you were a little a little bug and crawling up the outside of the foot and outside of the calf and going up the outside of the knee and then the outside of the thigh and up to the top of the pelvis and up to the outermost part of our low back and torso and even up to the side of our neck and to our skull, that's the lateral chain. And we have to have a stretch for that as well because when that gets stiff, you definitely can have all kinds of pain, shoulder pain, chest pain, sidewall pain, low back pain, pain into the thigh that many runners know as IT band pain or tensor fasciolata pain. So IT band stands for iliotibial band pain. It's named for where it begins in the ilium and the sacrum and the pelvis rather, going down to the tibia part of the knee. And when that's tight, people will say, oh, my knee is really killing me. My doctor said it was from the IT band. Well, this is a way to stretch that whole sidewall. And it's really important to do so for lots of reasons. I'm going to talk about another key piece here in a moment. But let's talk about the how. So when you're standing with your feet shoulder width apart, you're going to put one hand on your hip and the other hand straight up in the air over your shoulder. And you're going to push your pelvis to, let's say, say you're taking your right hand on your hip, you're going to push your pelvis to the left. And you're going to reach that left arm way up over your head as if you're trying to get to the ceiling or in that general direction. And you might even find that you want to kind of move that left foot out a little bit and, and bounce off that left foot and then switch and go the other way. So first the 
the soft edge bounce, going as high as you can comfortably, coming back to starting position and going back up as you exhale and go a little bit farther. And you might notice, oh, I feel that in my thigh or I feel that in my back or I really feel that right under my arm. My arm, or if your head is going to the side, which it should, you might feel it in your neck. Basically, your body is telling you, wow, I have a problem here. I have a stiffness here. And so this underscores another point about the value of the work we're doing here. Not only are you fixing the inflexibility of your muscles, but you're diagnosing where your problem is. And in my clinic, I'll have my patients go through this two-bounce protocol in my examination, and they will tell me, oh, I feel that here. Oh, I feel that here. Oh, I feel that here. And it's made my diagnosis so much easier. But truthfully, most of the time in our clinical experiences, our doctors are not taking us through this full range of motion. They may have you move this way or that way. But unless they say, show me what you can do with your body, essentially, you'll never know what hurts if you never take yourself in, into that position. So another thing that's really fascinating or perhaps frustrating is that as people age, because they're not moving, because they're not stretching, maybe because they have some osteoporosis or they've gotten hurt and they don't move at all, their discs start to thin. And maybe they get a little osteoporotic because they're not getting any exercise to strengthen their bones. Then the, the vertebra start to get a little bit shorter. And then what happens is before you know, when they're bending to the side, their last rib is smashing up against their pelvic crest. They've gotten shortened enough because they haven't been moving or stretching or lengthening that when they bend to the left, like, ow, 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 you know, my, my rib is smashing up against my pelvic bone. Those are really hard to fix. So what you want to do is prevent it to begin with. So it's so, so important that you do lengthen yourself out. I mean, there's been a lot of inversion tables purchased over the years. The thing that you can you can get on and then lean backward and, and lengthens the discs and, and creates some dis, disc height. That's helpful. Back in the 80s, they used to have people wear these crazy boots and you hang them upside down on a chin-up bar and a lot of people got hurt for one thing and they couldn't get themselves back up. It was sort of disastrous. But the idea of what you're trying to do there is good. You're trying to lengthen the disc spaces and there's other ways that you can accomplish that in life but certainly this stretch will help you with that so very very important that the third stretch you are you're bending off to the side and really really reaching upward because that will in fact make life better okay we'll come back next week and talk about the next of the shoulder stretches so in case you're having any shoulder pain you'll have a little better idea about this In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.